What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A in Clarendon, downtown Clarendon, Virginia, right next to the Pacers running store in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, is William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I think you can tell who's back in the studio. And also, Joanna E. Russo, back in town. Welcome back. Choosing the music. I know. <laughs> we've we've gone from old rock right, music right. back to uh, uh, like new age club slash massage. Club? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like if they had like a, a club party right. or or a rave at a at a massage parlor. You guys are so old. <laughs> yeah, we are. Joanna, what's up? Glad to have you back in the studio. Yeah, all the dads that you picked up in my absence have now decided to not listen to the show anymore. I know. Um, you were gone a couple weeks, so uh, it was it was good that we were able to get the shows in. But it's much easier when we're all consolidated in one spot. So very excited about today's show. Uh, you ran a race. We're going to get into that. Uh, one of your favorite races. We also have the mailbag to get into. Uh, I'm going to update people on my uh, foot injury uh, that I'm sure everybody's on their edge of their seat waiting to hear. Uh, we also, I went to a workout this week, which uh, our guy Todd did on Thursday with the Logan Circle Group, and he did his two-mile time trial. I'll let people know about that. And also, of course, the Clarendon Construction Update. So just for everybody out there listening, we are broadcasting on Monday here, so it's really like, you know, three days ago that we last broadcast. Uh, another curtain reveal. <laughs> I know. Uh, it is true. Yeah. This, the, this won't post for a full week. It won't post for a full week because our uh, our behind-the-scenes producer and, and the team behind the scenes is dedicated to you to get the show out every Monday. So we're going to uh, pretty much post uh, a week from now. So if we are, you know... Not talking about relevant topics, I apologize. That's a good point. It's, that's always a risk of, of recording a week early. And then, like, <laughs> we'll record on Monday for a, a seven-day release. Yeah. And then on Tuesday, there's huge news. And then on right. Wednesday, even bigger news. And on Thursday, we're attacked by aliens. And, like, <laughs> why are these guys talking about technical socks? Right, exactly. Well, so we apologize in advance but uh, we do like to continue the uh, weekly content rolling and, and really appreciate everybody listening. Feedback has been good. Uh, you can give us feedback and follow us on Twitter at Pace the Nation and you know the, the other various ways to get in touch with the show. So, Joanna, you are back. Have you been in the store yet? Um, well, I dropped off my bag, but I haven't mm-hmm. really been in the store yet. Right do we know the if there is a Santa Claus-sized mailbag... Waiting for you. Have have you seen that much? Well, I did walk into my office and there wasn't. So I'm really yeah. disappointed in our listeners. Yeah. I really thought I'd come back to some letters. Mm-hmm. Right. But to be fair, the the that request only dropped today. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll check in next week. Check yes. in next week. Next week. Um, but you are back. Uh, glad to have you back. And it sounded like you had a great trip. Um, you ran one of your favorite races and. What I don't want to botch the name of the race. So what? What's the name of the race? Um, it's called a major race in a minor town. All right. This sounds like a play on words here, Docs. How do you think they spell minor? 
Minor, M I N O R. No, wrong, <laughs> wrong. All right, mm-hmm. shocker. I messed up. Messed up on spelling. Well, Go that's ahead. that's a correct spelling of minor, right? And in relation to major, right. it's a correct. But this is a play on words, like you said. Uh, so the spelling is different. <clears throat> well, and a major race in minor town takes place in a minor town, like mines. Gotcha. Right. So they're like mining for gold or coal or whatever miner is mined for. Gotcha. The race that Farley was is, is like children of the corn, where, <laughs> where everybody's 15 and younger. <laughs> no, that kind of miner. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so it was in a minor town. A minor which, town. Which is where? So in Ogdensburg, New Jersey, okay. um, back in Thomas Edison's day, he had this grand plan to have coal mines in New Jersey. So he dug all of these coal mines. And today, you can take a tour through them. Or on the third weekend in June, you can do a race that runs through the coal mine. Now, this is something you've always always run how many how many years have you run it um my dad and i were just talking about that i think we've done it this was our seventh year nice. seventh consecutive i missed last year i couldn't go home was it because of farley it was probably because she had to do a pacers race i don't know <laughs> no that was two years ago uh, two years ago was your yeah it was your string of of races together so no it wasn't because of me i'm sure is is a major race in a minor town on the run washington uh 100 ranking i'm gonna have to talk to charlie about that yeah no it's outside of dc i'm already making the decision for charlie no it's (laughs) not going to be in the a great race nonetheless but uh unfortunately not a run washington keyword being washington ranked race so uh do they actually run through the coal mines you actually run through the coal mine and it's actually um it's really dark in there and it's pretty slippery the ground is wet um and the ceiling is pretty low so if you are over a certain height you do have to grab a hard hat before Mm -hmm. you run through the coal mine you run in a hard hat (laughs) if you're yeah are you over that height no i'm five eight so i i'm under it but it seems pretty low to me when i'm running through the coal mine is it scary it's not scary. It's just you, you can't be zoned out. You have to be focused on uh-huh. where you're putting your feet. And Did you wear a headlamp? Um, I didn't. They have, they, have, they have like Edison bulbs um, every couple hundred yards or so. Okay. But Farley, it's, do you know what an Edison bulb is? Uh, you know, I, I thought you put me on the spot on this. Uh, you know, I think Thomas Edison, didn't he like create the light bulb? He invented it, yeah. He invented the light bulb, okay. Well, he All perfected right. the light bulb. All right, I'm kind of getting out of my lane here, so, uh-huh. uh, you know, bear with me. Uh, is it a um, a early light bulb? Is it one of the the first light bulbs that they uh, continue to make in tribute to Thomas Edison? Are you looking it up? I'm, I think it's easiest if I just show you a picture All of right. it. Okay. All right. All right. She's showing me a picture of it, and um, you guys out there can also Google an, edi- uh, an Edison light bulb. It's really trendy to see in hipster restaurants now. It's just a, mm. a light bulb with the, I guess it's called the filament exposed. Gotcha. So there isn't like that frosted exactly. part of the glass. So that's all it is? It's just a non-frosted light bulb? <laughs> well, no. What's inside of it is different. Okay. Because I see all different types of shapes and sizes. So it isn't necessarily the shape of it that makes it a unique uh, Edison light bulb. So the, do they have to put more lights in for the race, or is that for the tour? I mean, is it the same lighting that you would have for a tour? 
Um, I think it's the same lighting for the tour. I haven't been on a tour since I was a kid, so I don't remember what it you was like. You don't need to. You're seeing it as you run by. Yeah. What, so how, how long is the race? It's just a 5K. 5K? Yeah. Okay. And how much of the 5K is in the mines? Um, not too much. It's about a quarter of a... No, it's more than a quarter of a mile. It's like half a mile. Half mile? Yeah, that's, half a mile. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, there, there are... Um, you know, a lot of unique, cool races here in D.C., but nothing as unique as that. That is uh, uh, pretty cool. Do you know that, that uh, 90% of the times when you're wearing a hard hat and you hit your head, it's because you're wearing a hard hat and it extends your head? And if you weren't <laughs> wearing a hard hat, you normally wouldn't have hit anything? I, I didn't know that. No, he's an engineer. and he That's been my experience. Every time I have to wear a hard hat, I hit my head on something and I wouldn't have hit it if I wasn't wearing a hard hat. Yeah, because it gives you a little more height. So she yeah. turns from 5'8 to 5'11. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. So good thing you weren't wearing the hard hat. You would have mm-hmm. knocked out all those Edison light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been too bad. Uh, so you and your dad did it on Father's Day, or was it? It a, was uh, the day before Father's Day. Day, day before Father's Day. Um, pretty cool event to do with your dad. And I bring up your dad. We saw a picture of Peter on uh, Twitter this week. We appreciate uh, him listening, and happy Father's Day to him and all the dads out there. Docs, happy Father's Day to your dad. I don't need to say it to my dad. I think we've lost him as a listener. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, well, then we'll we'll tweet to him. We'll, 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 we'll tweet. <laughs> I'm sure ha- happy good. Father's Day, I'm Mr. Sure Farley. Uh, uh, hashtag Happy Father's Day. But but a couple of cool pictures, and that's cool that your dad uh, did did the race with you. Now, did you, you guys, guys run it together? Uh, you beat me to it. Um, so we didn't run together. Um, my dad is trying really hard to break 30 for a 5k. Mm -hmm. Um, he's getting close, but he's not there yet. So I usually run the race and then, um, so the end of it, you've got about a quarter mile up a pretty steep hill, um, to the finish. So I usually finish and then I go back and I run with my dad up the hill, um, give him a little extra help to get to the finish line. Nice. And then your tag gets registered twice, and then your your <laughs> time is twenty nine well, fifty five. She probably had a uh, a, a sweatshirt r- wrapped around her uh, bib, so it right. didn't register. Yeah. Well, actually, for the first time, this race really is going to be a major race. So yeah. this year, um, they had about five hundred people that ran, and nice. in the past, they've had the chrono tags that you wear in your shoes. Right. But this year, they had B tags on wow, the bibs. Time. Yeah. So I nice. was really impressed. Um, and for the first time this year, they also had a mascot which was a guy dressed up as an old-timey miner. Wow. And he was giving out Did he high run? F- he didn't, but he was giving no. out high fives after the mine. When you came out of it, he had he was given high fives. That's cool. Yeah. What is uh, coming out of the mine? Is it is that that last half mile, or is that the, the hill in the last half mile? So you come out of the, the mine, and then you go down a little hill, and then you go up the big hill to the finish. Okay, so, that, so it's all outside. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a really cool unique race. Uh, a lot of listeners probably have run unique. What's your what's the most unique race you've run? Tweet us. Let us know. At, it's at Pace the Nation. Uh, I want to read those next week on, on the show. What is the most unique race you've run? I think that's a, a major race in a minor town. Um, it's going to be hard to beat that. I also see that you're running your run, you're wearing your Run Happy Seattle Marathon and Half Marathon. We talked about you running the Half Marathon last week. Um, I think she just wore that shirt because she knew you didn't have it. I know. It is a pretty cool <laughs> shirt. That uh, is a well done. Um, is that a Brooks shirt? It's a Brooks shirt. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Well done uh, to our friends over there at Brooks Running that you met with and talked to. Um, you also were telling me before the show that uh, 
you went on an island as part of your vacation. Tell us about that. Yeah, so for four days, I stayed on um, an island by myself in a cabin. Um, it's called it's Guemes Island, so it's it's also called Dog Island. It's in the San Juans. It's about eight square miles. It's pretty small, but it's really beautiful. So, so how do you get to Dog Island? Um, so you take a ferry from Anacortes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a five minute ferry ride. You can okay. you can like see the island from the ferry dock, and then you you drive your car onto the ferry, and then it takes you across. Mm-hmm. It's a re- I thought it was a really cool experience. I thought everything was awesome. <laughs> well, and we have to thank our boy uh, Justin Dempsey. Uh, from Brooks, who hooked you up? It was his cabin. His he, he let you b- borrow his truck to get over there, mm-hmm. and you stayed four days. Mm-hmm. Was it how 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 was the r- running on the island? Um, it was beautiful. There's not a lot of cars, um, and all the people that do drive on the island, they give you they like go to the other side of the road and they wave at you. So they're really respectful of runners, and you just have um, like an open road because there's not that many people that are running or walking, um, and it's beautiful. All the scenery, you just see water and mountains and farms and trees, so it's gorgeous. Well, Docs, this is what um, – it sounds awesome. sounds right up your alley. I would probably have a little problem with it because she said there's no internet. No yeah, phone you would, service. you would not survive. <laughs> No phone service, no internet, no TV. I don't have a problem I've with seen the you, TV. I've seen you purchase the uh, internet service on like a 25-minute flight. <laughs> right. So, I mean, was there a way that you could go to like run to the top of the hill and put your phone up in the air and see uh, if you could catch some service or just no service anywhere? Did you even try? Um, well, I by the time I'd gotten to the island, I, I think I'd already used up all my data for the month. So gotcha. I didn't even try. I'm sure that there it, there's no Wi-Fi in the cabin, but I'm sure there's internet on the island. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And there is one general store on the island that's by the ferry. It's called Anderson's. And mm-hmm. they do have Wi-Fi there for free. Wow. Okay. I would have hung out at Anderson's a lot. <laughs> um, well, but that's, what do they sell at Anderson's? Um, well, it's their general store. So kind uh-huh. of a little bit. They have a pretty good candy selection. They actually have good beers on top, too. Um, yeah, so you wow. can just hang out at the bar, have a couple of beers, use some Wi-Fi. That is awesome. Well, sounds like a, a great trip. We've talked about it on the show before. Some of the best runs uh, that we've had as a group here have been on, on vacation trips, and that's cool that you're able to find some good running. So it must have been a shock when you just got back in town here from the nice weather that you're experiencing there to, to here, which is... 90 plus and muggy. Yeah, Seattle and Guemes were beautiful. It was like on, on the island, it'd be like 55 degrees in the morning. Um, and it would get warmer during the day, but it, there's no humidity. And it was still cool in the shade and it Ugh. would get cooler at night. But the one thing I think is weird, you know, on the West Coast, they don't have fireflies. They don't. They don't have fireflies. Isn't that are you, weird? Are you sure about that, or you just didn't see any on this trip? <laughs> no, I'm positive because I Googled it when I came home. They don't have any fireflies out there. What are fireflies good for? Like, what, what do you need fl- fireflies? Occupying kids in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay. Um, that's just a random thing. And now, did you, you said you, you read this, or how did you come across the information that there's no fireflies there? Yeah, I just Googled it, and they don't have any fireflies. No, but, no you don't just Google <laughs> Why that. Why do you Google that? Yeah. 
Well, you just put it into Google. Are there fireflies on the West Some, Coast? There has to be a thought but that, what that generates you Google. That? Oh, what? Oh, because yeah. so <laughs> I was sitting. No, up. We know how Google works. <laughs> Let me explain, to you guys. Yeah, okay. tech show. Remember me? I, I'm, the, I'm the guy who needs the internet all the time. Go ahead. Um, so I would be sitting outside at night uh, on the island, and in my childhood, I don't know. There, like, we'd always be sitting outside at night, and there'd be fireflies everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I just was really weirded out that there were no fireflies. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had to Google it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because okay. it's just always such a big part of my childhood that I thought it was weird that there weren't any. So great running <laughs> on this island, no fireflies. Because because uh, there was no internet. <laughs> so she didn't have any distractions so she could think of these things. Right. She could actually think. No, it's true. I had I had a lot of, of brain cleaning out to do because I finally had time to sit there and just think. That's good. Well... I probably need to do the same thing. Maybe next year I'll uh, hit hit Justin up for that uh, same trip. Uh, sounds like an awesome time, but uh, glad you're back in town. Um, speaking of, we were talking about the the weather that's, uh, I think, awful here. I know some people like the hot humidity and all, you know, the, the, the 90 plus degrees every single day. Uh, we did get a submission into the mailbag today. It's uh, an email that came in to me, actually and said, I love the show. Uh, can you guys talk about summer running gear? Thanks, John. Okay, John. Um, yeah, I think, I think we can get into some summer running gear. You know, in the future, we hope to have some, some more experts on. We actually don't have a guest on today's show. I hope people can, um, can stay on with us and be entertained by just the can, three of can us. Can deal with that? Yeah, but uh, in the future, we hope it's to like have... A, it's a throwback show. <laughs> exactly. That's what we did at the beginning. Uh, you know, guests on to talk specifically. You know, get into you know the nitty gritty of some of the some of the items that are that that runners use, but some of the the running gear. And I think that is is a great great question about uh, what what do runners use when it is so hot and humid. Be, before we go into uh, the the nitty gritty, yeah. that you want to. Or no, I guess we were going to wait until we had a guest to go into the nitty gritty. Right. I, I, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Summer running gear is shirts and skins. Is there a debate there? Is there a debate? You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a shirts guy, but mm-hmm. I'm a tank top guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the debate for for women would be uh, shirts and sport or sports bras, right? Uh, so, Joanna, where you stand on that? Um, I'm shirts. <laughs> Your shirts. So we're team shirts here. Maybe yeah. maybe if we were better shape, uh, I don't know. What, what, <laughs> well, that, what, what so team th- are you on, Docs? Well, that's a, I, I mean, I used to be on on team no shirt, <laughs> team uh, skins. Yeah. yeah, I used to be on team skins, but yeah. but I, at, at this point, I feel like I, I, I'm doing everybody else a favor <laughs> by being on team shirts, right? You know, uh, but I was just wondering, like, okay, that's you've established your team, but what's your thought on? Uh, uh, it, it, in general, yeah. um, it, I think um, you know it, it. To some, it can be offensive. <laughs> to, to to some people out there, to me, I don't really care. You know, Joanna, do you think that there, you be there you. should be go a, out there and you be you, be team skins if that's what you're going to be, do it. Joanna, do you think that there should be a a uh, like some sort of point where you say, okay, you have to wear a shirt no matter what? Are you looking for a hard fast rule here on this? I'm just wondering, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 do you think like it's to each their own? I think it's each their own. Like, I get why people want to run with no shirt on because it gets really hot here. Um, But I just know that for me, I'm not comfortable running without a shirt on. But if (laughs) they are, like, I'm not going to fault them for that. 
I, well, I, I agree. Good. Well said. I'm in that same camp. I, I could say that like sometimes when it's really humid, um, and if I wear the wrong shirt, that shirt could weigh about 20, 25 <laughs> pounds. Are you wearing cotton? Well, this I think this is a relevant question for to what John asked. I yeah, agree. maybe maybe I'll I'll yield to the experts to talk about what kind of shirts you should be wearing in the summer. Yeah, and and actually, Docs is wearing a one of those fifty fifty really nice technical shirts. I generally would wear something that is a hundred percent polyester. I'm a tank top uh, wearing guy, and something that's really lightweight polyester is what I would I would go to. Uh, something like. Well, I'm, I'm more of a uh, what what people traditionally would think of as a singlet. Uh, also, that are, uh, sh- sleeveless shirts are also popular out there, but something that is very lightweight that uh, is because anything in this weather is going to saturate with water. So we want to try to mitigate that as much as possible with having the shirt as light lightweight as you can find. And I would say two of my favorites. Um, Nike has a sh- uh, material they call their breeze material. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so it's paper thin. It's really great. They have a tank top and a shirt or t shirt um, edition of it. And for I always tell women, especially that it's like running in a sports bra without having to actually run in just your sports bra. Right. So I really like that. And then Adidas has a shirt called their Climate Chill. So it has these little. Um, metal pe- well not metal um, these little pieces on the back of it that help cool down your back and that helps keep your whole core. Yeah, cool. those those are two great options. Uh, and and I referenced Doc's shirt that he's wearing. He's wearing an Easy Tee from Brooks, which is an awesome shirt. But to me, that's uh, you know a shirt that I wear when it's probably you know seventy degrees versus okay. when it's ninety degrees. To, to be fair, we're not running right now. <laughs> right? No, I'm I'm not I'm not offended that you're wearing right. it right now. Right. I, I, I would be offended if you were sitting here without a shirt on. If you were trying to be, <laughs> if you're trying to be skins right now, but no, it's fine for now. I'm just saying, and it's fine for a lot of people. And it, it you know, it's really personal. Well, preference. I see some people who run. It's like 97 degrees outside, and they're wearing like long pants and a long shirt. <laughs> right. So whatever, whatever people right. are comfortable in, I get it. But whatever they need help with, they can come talk to us at Pacers, yeah, and no we can doubt. figure it out. So I, I think that's a a good general rule of thumb for shirts i i honestly didn't i don't know like i have a drawer full of running shirts and sometimes i'm not sure i'm like well is this one gonna be uh like if it has a bunch of holes in it and i'm like oh yeah that's probably a summer shirt (laughs) kind of like a mesh (laughs) well not not mesh but like you know small holes you know right right so what you're describing as a summer shirt which is a a fine description is this bird's eye mesh 100 percent polyester very lightweight material uh, each different company is going to have their take on it, and Nike's going to call it dry fit. And you know, uh, you know, Joanna brought up uh, Climate Chill from Adidas, and what's the one from Saucony? Well, the women's—it's the Twist Tank. The Twist Tank, mm-hmm. which is you know, is going to be that similar bird's eye. They call it bird's eye mesh. Very technical term there. Uh, then the other shirt that, uh, like I mentioned, the Easy T from Brooks, another great shirt. But that's going to be a, a blended shirt that is going to be a more cottony feel. Definitely a technical material. will wick away the moisture, but probably get a little bit more saturated with water. I feel like I have, I have some other technical shirts that feel like they might be more for the winter. Oh, a- absolutely. And in the weight of the shirt is important, too. I mean, lightweight is obviously summer shirt. The heavier uh, material is going to be something that I would wear when the, it's a little cooler outside. 
So I think John's question is good. Um, what do you wear? Because it's it's not just simply I wear a t-shirt or don't wear a t-shirt. Do you think Do you think um, socks are the same way? Would you have Would you have like summer socks and winter socks? I yeah, I would say you know the the our favorite socks probably I would say in at, at Pacers are either Belega or Feature socks. Uh, you know that the, they come in either a, a heavier weight or a lighter weight material. And I tend to pull the lighter weight material during the summer and the heavier ones that are a little bit warmer, maybe a little bit more cushioned during the winter. So basically, this is just common sense and I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) This is like going into SoulCycle and like not knowing how things work. You're not an idiot. You just, you know, you just need to know how things go. Good analogy. No, and and if we were calling you an idiot, we call John an idiot. I'm not in the business of calling our (laughs) listeners idiots. Yeah, John, you're not an idiot. No, definitely not. Uh, And and in terms of just, you know, shorts, I hope you're not wearing long pants. But uh, in terms of shorts, uh, I generally wear the same, to me, this is just me, I generally wear the same shorts uh, that look like basketball the, throughout, shorts, <laughs> right? Throughout the the year, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a longer shorts guy, seven to nine inch shorts guy. Uh, but this is the second consecutive show where you like you're bragging about the shorts. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I last, don't feel like I'm bragging. In the I'm last just... show, you were like, everybody knows I'm a long short guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual quote. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't see myself as bragging about my <laughs> my shorts length. I, mean, I didn't I know that was anything to brag about I either. I didn't either, but this is a second I'm straight I'm just show. saying for me, okay? I'm just saying for me. A lot of guys like split shorts during the during the summertime, you know, less material. Uh, but for me, you know, longer shorts. Well, and Joanna, on, speak for everybody else, please. So on our blog, Frank DeVar, who's the manager of the Logan Circle Store, wrote an article or a post about... Um, shorts for the summer so we did like split shorts versus compression shorts so for guys i think that's a good guide on which short maybe is right for them um and i know for women there's always um do i wear really short shorts i mean it's a little bit longer or do i wear compression shorts so like you know like buns or booty shorts that hug the body and again i just think it's a personal preference what we, we've identified me as a long shorts guy. We'll never say it again, Docs. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I mean, that had nothing all right, to do I'm with anything. You brought guy. it up. Again. I'm a long shorts guy. That's just what I am. All right, I'm not gonna hide and say I, I don't have a problem with me being a long shorts guy. You I know can you, you can be who you are, Chris. I am who I am, Docs. I know you have an issue. Good, no, good for you. I think it's great. All right, characterize yourself, Joanna. Enough about me and my long shorts. But characterize yourself um i'm a really big fan of buns so okay. i i like um like tight fitting yep. shorts or i the other short that i love are wazelle's distance short um that's the other short that i always wear okay all right docs when you when you go to um, your drawer and pull out your free pacer shirts um where do you, what do you get for shorts well i think i think i have i have two different kinds i have some like long shorts mm-hmm. that i'll wear like if i'm gonna go real slow right and then I have uh, actual running shorts that I don't think I don't think I have like long long running shorts like you, but I also don't go short short shorts. You so know? you do like the five inch, yeah. And there's there's different seams. Yeah, he's shrugging. No idea. Sure what, the, what we were talking about. No there, idea. So. You guys are you guys are so <laughs> yeah, uh, far ahead of me in this race. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, he, he's he's generally wearing the the five inch, which I think is. 
probably the most popular length that, that we sell at, at, I agree. at shops. Um, so, okay, so we've all characterized ourselves as what type of shorts we, we have, John. I don't know if that helped at all, but... I'm not sure if that was his question. <laughs> he was talking about, like, like weather gear. He wasn't really asking us to quantify or qualify our our short preference. Right. Well, he got that for, for a little extra. Yeah, yeah. that's added yeah. value. Good call. Uh, but I think that, that, to me, the tops are more important because they get more saturated with, with sweat and water. Uh, the shorts... You know? Well, and your core is in your top as yeah. well, and that's more important to keep temperature regulated than your legs. Yes. So I think we've addressed uh, summer running gear, sock shorts, tops. Uh, you know, we, we will in the future, like we said, have experts on and um, maybe dive deeper into it, but no more shorts talk. Uh, I doubt that. <laughs> I, there's, there's three constants that's on it. this show from, from here on out. Uh, Kai Shai? Joanna will bring up Kai Shai. Yeah. Uh, Farley will, will announce that he's a long shorts guy. Right. And you two will wear the same shirt. <laughs> I mean, is that, a, is that a pet peeve of yours that we wear the same shirt? We didn't today. No, it's not a pet peeve. I think the listeners enjoy when, when you guys keep showing up wearing the same thing. Well, I, I know it's a pet peeve that, that Kai Shai comes up uh, frequently on the show. Too. With who? Yeah. With exactly. who? With who? Exactly. She's the one who brings it up all the time. Let me ask you guys a question. On my run yesterday, I was passing somebody. Wait, I need some context. Which Uh shoes were you wearing? (laughs) Um, It was a a longer run, so I was wearing my white shoes. Okay, so that's the Boracay. White and yellow Boracay. Yep, good. I don't know why you call them white and yellow, because there's more blue than yellow on this shoe. White, blue, and yellow. Yeah. Um, So when I was was passing somebody, I was running out on the WNOD trail, and... You know, like when you're when you're coming up on somebody, you see them, you see the pace that they're running for for quite a bit of sure. time, you know. And as soon as I got on their shoulder, they picked up the pace and wouldn't let me pass them. What did, what did, what do you guys uh, think of that? Is that is that like uh, is that is that good running etiquette? Is that should I should I be okay with that? Because I I actually was when when I when that happened, I was like I gotta ask I gotta ask these guys on the podcast and see what they think because it. Well, I won't tell you yeah, how I feel about it, but I think that yeah, it's already... Joanna, you, you answer first. Um, well, I don't have a lot of experience passing people <laughs> on trails, so I don't know that I'm the best person to ask about this. Well, what about the reverse? Do What do you do when somebody passes you? Oh, well, I don't change my run based on the other people around me, right. um, but that's something that I think I've learned. Like, I when I... I grew up swimming, so pace was always a big thing when we were swimming. Um, and the same thing, I think, for you guys, probably on a track team, is that even if somebody else wants to go out and race, like you have your plan for your run and that you shouldn't destroy your run just because somebody else is doing something else. A complete stranger, nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. So if somebody wants to like blow past me, that's fine. Um, slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'll catch them at another stoplight. I think that's good. I think that's that's very good advice for new runners or veteran runners out there yeah you shouldn't dictate what your workout or your run is going to be based on uh what somebody else is doing on the trail next to you Barley, so, does anybody have that ever happened to you have i gotten passed on no the, no oh, well, yeah yeah i, I mean i, I, I have, didn't I'm i sure. didn't dare ask if you've been passed <laughs> i meant when you're trying to pass somebody to yeah, the speed up uh, absolutely and you know that sort of stuff is for you know go out and run a race and that's the, that's when you want. That's when I would say, 
if you want to run a race and you want to compete with somebody, that's the time to do it. But yes, I've I've tried to I've passed somebody casually on the on the on the trail and had them speed up and try to keep a step ahead of me or try to run with me. Probably there was very few things that are more annoying than that. What what would be more annoying to you than that? And and I will say before before I let you answer that question, I will say that that it bothers me when when people do that and I may have done that to other people. <laughs> So you're a hypocrite. A very big one. Yeah. But with conviction. Um, right. so, but, but what would bother you more than that? Not much would bother me more than that. I, I, you know, I can't think of anything offhand. No, no running pet peeves? What about you, Joanna? Um, well, I have a pet peeve about runners when I'm biking. So as we've mentioned before, I bike to work a lot. And there's probably nothing more annoying to me than runners who have in their headphones, which I'm fine if you want to run with music. But when you have your headphones on, then you can't hear anything around you. So that to me is dangerous, number one, and annoying when I can't like I'm ringing my bell and saying like on your left and runners Mm -hmm. don't hear me and they're like Mm -hmm. taking up the whole trail. That's really annoying to me as a biker and it's dangerous. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, people that are not aware of the the uh, people they're supposed to be sharing the trails and, with, and I, I'd say be respectful. And I, you know, what would would bother me more would be now that you bring that up. I, I definitely agree with you. They need to be respectful. But what bothers me more is bikers who think they own the road, who are reckless and trying to run you off the road, which does happen out it there. It does, yeah. It definitely happens. So that might bother me more than somebody trying to run with me or keep right. one one step ahead of me. There's there's one guy who runs in uh, or who rides his bike on on the trail, uh, who who yells at everybody. It's amazing. <laughs> what does he yell like? Coming? Uh, or no, like no, no. He, he, he tells every everybody is using the trail wrong. Oh. I've I've seen him yell at every single person as he rides by. So he's reprimanding people. Yeah, like telling them yeah. what they're doing wrong. And I would say, nine times out of ten, they're not doing something wrong. It's, right. it's it, I think he's upset that there's people on his trail. I tell him to mind his own business. I don't understand why. He should move to an island. Where <laughs> right. people were respectful. No, I wouldn't tell him to mind his own own, own business. You I, would tell him to mind his own beeswax. <laughs> probably. No, I don't know if I would. I mean, I that does that is annoying. I think that. But is it worth it to get into it, anything? No, with I, people but like I, that's that? what I was going to say. I, I just don't, I think the best solution is to kill him with kindness. Kill him with kindness, bake, or bake, bake cookies for him, and then the next day when he's well, there, well, not bake cookies for him but just you know don't take it so so seriously and be the bigger person that's what i say yeah don't have trail rage no 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 need for trail rage well this guy has i i often thought that maybe that's what fuels him on his bike is his trail rage because (laughs) uh you know if he if he went kind he'd probably give up bike riding well again take that to the race environment you know i I don't mind you know people who are competitive or want to race but there's time and place, and on the trail on my easy run on Saturday is not the time or place. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to catch Farley in a pet peeve here. Okay, uh, do you like it when you go for a run with a group of people, and say you you go for, on an eight mile loop, right? Right. And then you you start in the parking lot, and then you you know you go out, you run the loop, and then you you finish in the same parking lot where everybody's car is, and then somebody in the group goes and runs another fifteen. Uh, seconds so that their watch catches. So their Garmin is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's not going to be me who does that. Does mm-hmm. it really bother me? Um, 
I'm not saying like are you the the old man on the bike yelling at everybody, <laughs> but I'm just saying is it a pet peeve? Uh, yeah, it it kind of is. Like just just you know run with the if you're running with the group, just run with the group and finish with the group. And if your watch says 59 minutes and 45 seconds, you know you can log an hour run. Or if it says you know six miles point nine six, just mm-hmm. call it a seven miler. Okay. You know, I I don't think you need. I think when you get into to doing that, uh, you know that that starts to create larger problems. You can't have to be so you don't have to be so anal about what, every single little run. What if you do that and uh, you're at six nine six, and then and then you keep running, and then it goes to seven point zero one? Do they have to run another ninety nine? <laughs> I hope not. But maybe there's people out there. Maybe Joanna's one of those people because she did. Ask, remember, we were interviewing, She's always asking everybody. We, we, we interviewed Rick the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she asked, "Did he stop his watch?" Oh my goodness! I can't yeah. believe I guys didn't. I didn't tell you this. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is important. Then this ties yeah. in. I promise it's relevant. Okay. All right. So when I was at home, fasten your seatbelt. Yeah, when I was at home in New Jersey. Um, so I was raised in a really rural area, and mm-hmm. and then I moved to the city. Became like a, a big city mouse, and then sometimes when I go home, I actually get like a little nervous when I run in the trails, um, and. The other day when I was running at home, I'm running along the trail and I see a bear cross the trail in front of me. So like uh, I don't in New know. Jersey. Yeah. Don't say it like that. There's oh, no, bears I, in I'm New just, Jersey. I, I mean, we were talking yeah, about in Alaska and I've, I've never seen a bear in Alaska. And he's done like, some good oh, training. There's well, more there, bears in Alaska than people, and I've never <laughs> seen a bear in Alaska. Well, there there used to be a bear um, two summers ago that lived in the in the woods right behind our house, and she'd do a lap around the house every morning, and she'd be like ten feet from the kitchen window. She'd like come up to the deck. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of bears in New Jersey. Wow. Okay. But as soon as I saw that bear, I stopped my watch. You did. <laughs> you did. So. Oh, we're just no. trashing these people. Oh, no. Sorry. We, we but, but I will say that if I'm at the end of a run and it's at like 25, what, like I don't, I don't go the extra time. Whenever I'm done, I'm done. But I just, while I'm running, I just make sure that I'm recording it accurately. Right. Is this, is that all, would you always do that? So do you, do you, I mean, is that always a habit or, or did it surprise you that you stopped your watch when you saw the bear? No, I think it's always just a habit. Yeah? Yeah. And sometimes if I'm not wearing a watch and I come to a stoplight, like if I'm so in, y- in like normal clothes, like going to a party or something <laughs> and I'm at a stoplight, sometimes I go to just stop my watch. Right. For real? Even though I don't have it on, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, that's kind of weird. I do stop my watch when, I, when, I, when I'm at a stop. I would stop it if I yeah. actually stop, yeah. Right, if I stop. Um, but I, I think you, you asked me the same question you asked Rick about the moose. And yeah. I, I had the same answer. I was like too concerned about the moose than than to be concerned about right. the watch because Dangerous. A, because a moose is territorial and will charge after you so you need to kind of address that quickly but uh i didn't realize that you were asking the question because you were you were looking for partners in crime <laughs> you were looking for somebody to like validate I just know other validate are like your me. behavior right, right. yeah all right but to be on the record here you uh if you ended up at 6.96 miles you would not or you would have to add on? I wouldn't add on. You wouldn't add on. Good yeah. for you. Okay. I think that's the healthy answer. Very good. Do you like uh, people who run on sidewalks? 
Um, that's tricky because I so I usually run in the morning and there's there's no pedestrians on the sidewalk, so it's not really an issue. So you run on the sidewalks in the morning. I do, yeah, but yeah. there's there's nobody around. But I uh-huh. do sometimes get annoyed when it's like rush hour and everyone's leaving work and then you have runners that are on the sidewalk and they're like uh, having like altercations kind of with the pedestrians and pedestrians get annoyed right. at runners so i i don't like them giving us a bad rap and they're all getting in your way because you're trying to ride your bike down that sidewalk okay i do not ride my bike in the sidewalk <laughs> that is you, that is my biggest pet peeve is people who ride their bikes in the sidewalk especially yeah. when there is a bike lane like five feet away yeah i did it the other day <laughs> And somebody, what? Somebody, Why? somebody yelled at me. I was headed over to. We'll get in. I was heading over to Logan Circle to. Uh, it, you know, it's illegal in DC to ride on the lost. sidewalk. I was on the sidewalk. This woman yelled at me, and I. You know what? I gave her credit. I said, "Yep, totally deserved." I apologize, and I got off the the sidewalk. Um, so, what? How did she respond to that? Uh, she was shocked that I was <laughs> actually courteous. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, okay, no problem." So, you know, just. You know, disarm them. You know, to That's answer good. the question, kill them with kindness. That's right. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, you okay? You mentioned you stop your watch at a stoplight. Yeah. Could you keep the watch going if you jog in place? No, I don't jog in place. Is that allowed, Farley? Jogging in no. place at the stoplight? <laughs> Again, I'm not the arbiter of what's allowed and what isn't, but mm-hmm. in my world, I'm not a jog in place guy. So, uh, I, I I think that you know. For some, it, it it keeps your heart rate going, but for me, I, I don't I don't need it. You I'm just not, take that rest. Yeah, I'll you just, just take, take that, that break. That that little break. Generally, you know, I'm going to be running on uh, you know, areas where there's probably five or six times where you're going to stop. You know, at a stoplight or a road or whatever. Yeah, that uh, could factor into it too. If you're if you're running in in the city and yeah. and it's all block to block then, right well then, then maybe th- there it is appropriate but i, I look stops. forward to those five or six times to stop and i just stop yeah well you also ride a bike up hills so. <laughs> right that's true well and sometimes what i do too is i'll just go like if if i don't have the crosswalk i'll just turn left or right and then i'll go up another block or come back around so mm-hmm. that i don't have to stop moving but i don't just stay in the same place and jog in place but if people do that that's fine i just don't do that yeah, I just really tried tried uh, really hard to derail the podcast today and get well, you guys you to alienate job. people, but uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are on your game we today. We kept it uh, pretty much PC, I think. Basi- basically, all we all we established is that I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> right, we did. Good segment. All right, so I didn't get a chance to go to the doctor this week, I'd promised. But again, we were broadcasting, you know, three days after, so I, get, I feel like I, I have a little bit of an excuse not to have gone to the doctor about my foot. Uh, but I did um, find another cross-training activity to do. I went uh, swimming. So I went uh, swimming on Sunday. Where'd you go? W&L Pool. If you're an Arlington resident, it's $5.50 to drop in. So a pretty good deal. Uh, so I went went swimming. I'm not sure for D.C. Re- residents like uh, our co-host Joanna. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's uh, free with a DC license to free to swim in DC pools. Is it really okay? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So good options in DC. And, and I have to say that it's it's well. good to have Joanna back in the the studio so that we get smug looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I I went swimming. I swam. I know Joanna's a swimmer here, but I swam one lap back and forth. I think it's like twenty five 
yards or meters or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's a yard or meter pool. I, but. I, I don't, whatever it is in, in WNL. Very nice pool. Uh, but d- decided quickly that this wasn't going to be a good workout because I was going to get another five minutes of doing the uh, the freestyle stroke and then maybe do some breaststroke and then um, probably call it a day. So I, d- I decided to do uh, some pool running. And the nice thing about WNL is they've got a uh, a rack of uh, pool running waist belts. The aqua jogging aqua belts. Aqua jogging belts. Uh, and so I used that. And I was able to to uh, to, to go in the, the like the the diving pool that was the diving was open, well diving well that was open for uh, others doing aqua jogging for real. How yeah. many people were aqua jogging? Th- there was three other people doing in How and out that? by the time that did I did. You talk to any of them? I didn't talk to anybody actually. Again, it was similar to Soul Cycle where I didn't know what to do or where to put my stuff, and I was, <laughs> I was uh, you know kind of. Um, were you wearing long like a, shorts? <laughs> I wore I wore running shorts. I was kind of like a fish out of water there. Oh, zing! I'll have to put the rim shot in post production. Yeah. Uh, terrible, terrible singer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I I did enjoy the fifty five minutes of of back and forth in the in the water, and it I think it's a great activity for those who are injured. So just another another thought: if you are injured or looking for cross training. Um, Maybe this injury of my foot is gonna gonna be helpful in the long run. I don't know. I'm trying to t- take a positive out of it. No, I used to do aqua jogging a lot in college when I when I had a stress fracture. We had a we had a an abandoned pool, but it was filled, so it was great. You yeah. go go in there and, and jump in the diving well and and uh, aqua jog, and that definitely was the way I got my fitness. Now, I, I didn't even try to swim a lap. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even. Right. Yeah, you didn't attempt like I did. Uh uh-uh. uh Good call. But we also had in in school. They also had a uh, a in the training room. They had a a well um, with the jets. Right. And and you go in there and and actually like basically aqua jog in place, and the jet pushed you back. I think that's called an endless pool. Yeah, that's right. But it was you couldn't swim. It was specifically for. It was too small that you you could be standing up against the jets, but you you couldn't swim. You in couldn't there. do like a freestyle. Stroke. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm sure that that's the technology was is for the endless pool, but it was uh, it was designed specifically for aqua jogging. Well, you and I are fumbling through this. Joanna's the swimmer of the group, so uh, you you agree a good cross training activity, right, Joanna? Do you swim much? Um, I don't swim as much anymore, but it's an amazing cross-training activity. So if people know how to swim, then they definitely should swim. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, Docs and I, we're not. Uh, we I think we we can swim to, you know, save our lives, but um, much more than that, probably not a good idea. Or like an aqua jog like a champion. Right. Uh, so that was uh, yesterday, so I'll keep you posted on that for those who care. Probably not many, <laughs> uh, but uh, I will get that foot checked out and hopefully have some updates. Hopefully be running by the next show. Um, I also, uh, we talked to uh, Todd last week. Uh, Docs recommended him doing a two-mile time trial to kind of get a baseline. Any guesses on uh, how fast he ran? I bet I can guess it to the, down to the second. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I did. T- I told him in the pre-production <laughs> meeting. Ah, terrible game then. Uh, he ran eight thirty-five for the first mile and eight thirty-four for the second mile for a total of seventeen oh nine. Very consistent. Very consistent. Good work. 
So uh, he ran with Pacers Running Logan Circle Group. Uh, they were doing a different workout, but on a very hot day. I was, I was, I thought his effort was really good. So that's where we're starting with Todd. Seventeen oh nine, two mile, a little ways from uh, contending at the twelve k national championships, but but now he's on the right track. A good start. So we're going to coach him up. And we'll ge- keep you updated on uh, Todd and what a what a new runner's experience is like to train during the summer in preparation for a fall race. So I think that could, should be a pretty cool story uh, moving forward. And what's next for his? Uh so we have we have coaches who are writing up a program for him. Uh, now that we ha- have an idea of of his baseline uh, fitness, and uh, we've got uh, him scheduled to do a couple uh, summer races, a couple summer five Ks uh, before uh, before the fall comes, and then be ready for the November uh, USATF twelve K championship. everyone's favorite update <laughs> mired in construction um there's really not too much to tell it's only been a couple days um but the windows are all up now on the Clarendon boulevard and around the corner um the other big news is that the new siding is up on the building as well so you might not even recognize 3100 <laughs> Clarendon boulevard so how long uh, are, are they saying now for the construction to be done well, fear not, listeners. You have at least another three weeks of Clarendon construction updates. Ah, oh, that's... Whew. Dodge the bullet there. And then? And then we've got Logan Circle. We've got Navy yeah, Yard. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot more we updates. Got, we got plenty of updates. All right. You know, everybody knows that that is minute work, right? That's the reason why we play... Why that's the theme song? Yeah. Men at Work. Right. That's the the artist is Men at Work who play the song Land uh-huh. Down Under. Right. That's the connection. Okay. Everybody in this room knows that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I was just making sure because, you know, I, I do like to kind of explain things. Maybe that was obvious to everybody out there. It sounds like it wasn't. <laughs> well, it was, it was obvious to me. No, uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. I knew. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You knew right off the jump. Well, this is Pace the Nation podcast. We are sponsored by Pacers Running with five area locations. Pacers Running is for every run. All right, guys. So we're going to be off for next couple weeks, really. But it'll be seamless to the listeners, right? Yeah. Well, thank you to Docs and the production team for for working very hard behind the scenes to make sure that happens. Um, Good show today, even without a guest. I think uh, going old school was was good. Well, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed the show and are following us on Twitter at Pace the Nation. Look forward to your feedback, mailbag, questions, comments, criticisms, whatever. Send them our way. This is Pace the Nation for William E. Docs and Joanna Russo. I'm Chris Farley. We will see you next week.